Hey guys, it's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. Thank you for being here. As you know, on this podcast, I speak to people who have said yes to a greater calling in their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in the world. Today, I got to chat with Tara Royer-Steele. I can't wait for you to meet Tara, and maybe you know her already. If you have been to the Round Top Antique Market, you know of her family, and maybe you've met Tara. They have the Royer's Round Top Cafe and the Pie Haven, Royer's Pie Haven, and they have the best pie in Texas. Maybe in the country, I don't know. Um, but you can order the pie. All the details and the links are all going to be in greatbigyes.com in the show notes. But I want you to meet Tara. She talks about her story and kind of how the trajectory of what this path God has had her on and what she's doing now. She's writing a book. She wrote a book, actually. It's coming out in March. It's called Eat Pie Love. And she started a podcast. And she had reached out to me through Instagram and asked me to be on her podcast. And that's how we connected. And then I found out she ha- we have a lot of mutual friends. Um, so you definitely want to hear her story. She's got this great piece of land here in Texas where they're doing retreats and people are going to be able to rent out the land and do retreats. And she just finished a a retreat when I was talking to her. She had just finished a retreat where they were doing some deep soul work. And um, it's just, it's so good. I can't wait for you to hear about it. So here um, is Tara Royer-Steele. Enjoy. Awesome. All right. Well, welcome, Tara. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I am so excited you're here. Every time I look at you like on Instagram or Facebook or anything, you're just so happy and joyful. I can't wait to get some of that energy. I love it. Okay, I'm going to make sure I give it to you this morning on a Monday. <laughs> Girl, wake up. Go get your coffee before we get started. I think I need more coffee. I've only had one cup, I think. See, I don't oh, even know. I think I even heated up yesterday's coffee in the microwave, and that's what I had this morning. So it doesn't even count as coffee, does that? No, it doesn't count. You'll have to get more later. Well, it's funny because when we were talking about doing the podcast later in the afternoon, I was like, no, let's do it in the morning because I always know that I have more energy in the morning. I don't do it that way. Yeah. So No, I'm a morning person. I really am. We just came (laughs) off this crazy weekend of doing a retreat. So, um, and I know we were going to record podcasts today too. And so everything kind of shifted and I was really like, well, thanks God for that. Like grace, but I yeah. didn't want to, us not do. Yes. This. Okay. Yeah. So let's kind of start at the beginning. I want you to introduce yourself and just kind of tell people what you do. And I know it's a lot. So maybe right. just start with the pie. Okay. <laughs> the pie situation. <laughs> and <go> yes. <laughs> yeah. I know it is a lot. And I try to get it down to like my elevator pitch and it's like well which pitch do you want so um, exactly yeah (laughs) um okay so yeah we have um I grew up in Royer at Royer's Roundtop Cafe um and it's been for like 33 years or so and we have pie there um but then I'm no longer at the cafe my brother and sister-in-law are handling that business now and um, um my husband and I have the Pie Haven, which is across the street, which is a place where I got to um, be me, and um, <clears throat> truly is a haven. Um, oh, and but wait. I, I want to stop you for a second. What does it mean that you truly got to be you? So I got. Um, it's a place where I didn't 
Like it's just mine. I didn't have to ask permission. Hey, do you guys like this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when you're in any kind of business and there's more than one chief, <laughs> you know, you've got to be like, make sure everyone's in agreement. And not that I'm doing anything like crazy <laughs> and woo woo or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. But if I, you know, there's writing on the wall at the cafe. Well, I just, I have that at the Haven too. So, right. um, this style is just different yeah. and, and it's more of a grab and go and sit under the oak trees and drink your cup of coffee right? and eat your pie and ice cream. Um, I do say that um, we didn't pick pie, but God picked us for pie. Yeah. And um, pie has what's sustained this, the common thread through all the things that we do. Yeah. So your family, because I know about you because I've been there because I've been to Round Top and anyone who's been to Round Top is going to know, but there's a lot, of, I'm from Chicago. So a lot of my listeners are from, not from Texas and they right. might be like, wait, what's going on? So like, yes, how exactly. did the pie start originally in your family? Like who in your family started having, making pie? Nobody. So, um, we moved to Round Top because my dad had been out of work for three or four years, and I was 12. My brothers were all younger, okay. and we lived in Houston. And the lady that owned the restaurant um, reached out to my dad and said, hey, y'all want to take over this cafe? Yeah. So literally borrowed. No, someone left a car, I think, in the driveway from our church and okay. gave us the gas money, and we got to Round Top. Wow. Cool. And, um, I made myself a cup of coffee and, um, then there were pies there already. Um, two pies, buttermilk, which is still the original and apple, which is not the same any longer. But, um, and I saw the house where the, um, I drove by it all week going to this retreat I did. And it's where we used to go pick up the pies from her name was Garda. <laughs> And, um, her boyfriend, like she's in her seventies and eighties and Harold is her boyfriend and he had the local dump. And so, I mean, she's in her muumu and he's in his overalls. Like, yeah, <laughs> it so is cool. very country picturesque of someone making pies. So anyways, um, we just pretty much had to like make it work from day one. And then the pies began to evolve and were the focal point, um, and whenever there was TV or media and all those things, like everyone still, it was all about the pies. Um, but truly it was about my mom there, my dad there, my brothers, um, me, yeah. family being there and the whole experience because the food was just as awesome. So Roundtop's just a town of eight, well, 90 people, but it's very touristy. Yes. Well, so I'm that's a little history. And for people who aren't from here, they still would have heard of the Round Top Antiques Fair. You know, like if they're yep. into that kind of stuff, like they still, even when I lived in Chicago, you know, I'd be reading like Country Living or whatever, and I'd be like right. wishing one day I could go there, and now I can go there every year. So it's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but the yes. first year I went there, my friend Dee brought me to your pie oh, shop. Oh, so you came with Dee? Yes, yes. Okay. She, she thinks she might have introduced me. Didn't to we meet? We didn't meet. What'd you say? 18 of those years I owned it. And then um, after my dad and then my brother and sister-in-law have it now. And then I have the pie haven. And then we have a, a piece of land in Brenham. Well, we've had a commercial kitchen where we bake all the pies for nine years. 
and it used to be in another, it was in another small town. Um, but recently we moved it to Brenham where we bought land okay. and built um, the commissary there. And we had bought the land for a completely different purpose. Yeah. And totally didn't know, you know, then that all fell through and we're like, what the heck are we supposed to do now? And we're like, duh, move the commercial kitchen here. Yeah. So, um, we have it here. It's so nice. I live in Brenham. We live in Brenham. My brother lives in Brenham. It's just so much more centrally located. It takes five minutes to get there. And, uh, um, that's also where we have a, so that's pretty much like the wholesale hub of Royer's Pies. Okay. Awesome. And so I have that part with my husband. And then um, in that space is also um, a gathering area where, and, and, and then the last couple of years has just evolved to having a space for retreats or workshops or Bible studies or meetings. Um, and our hope one um, day is to have another gathering space and homes, places for people to come and rest and stay and, writers to just come and be or artists to come and get away pastors, whoever needs to just get away and rest. Um, so that's kind of the hopes for that land. Well, I know what's happening. I know what's going to happen. I mean, that's the visions God's given us and I can only imagine what the heck he's really going to do. So it's pretty exciting. Tell me about the works or the thing you had, cause you just had one, like you said last weekend and it was called a soul restoration camp. Yeah, it's, I call it Camp Haven and it is about doing deep soul work. Um, I would see the best way to, um, describe it is take, um, this still beautiful piece of old furniture and, um, know that the person, someone originally created it and then you bought it and you painted it this color and then I bought it and I painted it this color and then I stripped layers and I added shellac and I shove stuff in the drawers and so that's kind of like what we are and we are these we are originally created to be this way and then the world adds the layers and the lies and the hurts and the pain and then we just shove it down and don't ever deal with it so the whole process is about stripping back all the layers and getting back to which who you're originally created to be I love it yeah so we did that for the last five or so days and re-entry if you don't leave that <laughs> retreat feeling like a Mack truck then you didn't do the work well I feel like and just as me leading it I know it was for me too it always is I was so grateful for it um and but <laughs> I'm like I just like to sleep for three days um yeah, yeah I mean the stories you hear are hard and yeah. helping women get out of that victim stage or believing the lies about themselves and so most of them don't even like for me it was I didn't all the things I believed about myself well hello they were true right but they were not true they were not true at all so getting to where you can even start to recognize I think that's the hardest part for us to do they go oh that isn't the truth no knucklehead (laughs) not the truth there's truth and then there's capital t truth and that's God's truth about us right and so some of the things that have happened to us, they're true. They happen. Yes, true. Yes, yes. But they're not capital T truth of who we are and our identity in Christ and our worthiness yep. and our value. And I um, worked for a holy yoga, which is a ministry mm. where we do Christian yoga for years. And I went 
on retreats and helped lead retreats like two a year. And they're actually on retreat right now and I'm missing it because it is such just, you're right. God has something for the leaders in it as much yeah. as not more for, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But it's heavy work and I understand what you mean. And, and that re-entry, oh, gosh. you're just exhausted, and but you're so filled up too. Yes. So it's this balance of like, oh gosh, I'm so glad I did that. Thank you, Lord. And yeah, I need to sleep for three weeks. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I love that work though. And it's so beautiful. Now, will that space be available not only for retreats that you lead, but for retreats, like could people rent out that space and oh, do their own retreats? Yes. Okay. That's our, that's our hope. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that. I'm sure it's gorgeous out there too. I, I mean, it, it is <laughs> even in the yucky, it's still pretty. <laughs> yes. Well, even today is kind of gloomy or whatever, but it's still, right. you know, we drove out to um, Worstfest, which was like New Braunfels. I had never driven out there before. And it just feels like anywhere we drive in Texas, if it's a few hours away from Austin, I'm in Austin. If we drive away a few hours away, it's still such a beautiful, like if you go on the back roads, it's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. And I keep hearing this Worstfest and I was like, I just, that name this is the worst <laughs> fest ever. <laughs> I'm like, I said to my husband, does it mean I have to eat bratwurst? And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was like, there was like, um, you know, it was like sausage on a stick and like people were walking around with turkey legs and stuff. And they were in those little outfits that women, you know, the little, like, um, the men were wearing like lederhosen or whatever. And the women were wearing like the little outfits, like the poly girl beer outfits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was super fun. All right. So tell me about your faith journey like have you always been a believer i've always been a believer i didn't really i mean you know i did like awanas <laughs> memorized all the scripture and um but i didn't um i did not follow it very well once i got um older and i did not sit with jesus and I didn't lean into God. I leaned into other things that I should not have leaned into. You know, I was just, I was in the stage of just looking for someone to love me and I wasn't looking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but things got real, real, real hard. And, um, I had many a trees picked out like this would just if you would like to take me today god that would be awesome mm-hmm. and um about i guess well when i met i was previously married and then i met my my current and only forever husband rick <laughs> um let's see in 2005 we were married in four six months and um he said the re- he says he the reason he said he wanted to marry me was because we were at the hospital because we were driving along and he had an anxiety attack and he passed out and so we're in the hospital I prayed over him and he's like oh well I want to marry this girl and so we got married because two months prayer. later or three months later and um and and then quickly we he um let's just let's see the one of the biggest ones was probably when we got married and he's like why is the IRS gonna take our house away (laughs) so we really leaned in together um 
and um, he had been quiet for pretty a whole year before we met because he um, he was previously married, mm-hmm. and it was a hard marriage too. And so he had just gotten quiet with God. So he was really walking, and I was pretty much like a loose cannon at the time. Yeah. So, um, but together, God we, um, you know, truly became one and started growing together and digging out of this mess that we were in and that he married into. And, um, we, um, man, only the only way that I, I mean, I can just sit sitting here. The only way I'm sitting here is because of the grace of God and, um, learning about who I am and, um, that my identity was not wrapped up in this building that I called the cafe and that my life was not that building and it didn't define me and, um, all the things I believed about myself were not true. Mm -hmm. And so I went, that's, and that's when I went to, um, a retreat and figured all this out. And that was only nearly over three years ago. So I've been always walking, but I haven't been on the following, you know, God says this way, let's go this way. Yeah. Um, until the last three or so years, I guess longer than that, but it really, I can really see it more, the shift and the change in the last three years. And of course, then he pretty much said, took us straight out of everything and put us, we've always said we've been in the ministry business, but, um, now we're really in the ministry business. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. I can pinpoint a time like that when I first was going through holy yoga training and God like met me in a new way. And so when people say, have you always been a Christian? I'm like, well, yeah, I've always knew, known God. I've known a lot about God. I grew up Catholic and I knew a lot about God. Like it was very intellectual, like very cerebral for me. But when it became personal, And I started really walking with him and listening to his voice and spending time with him and learning about his Mm -hmm. character and all of that. It changed absolutely everything. I mean, and that's, that's what I get so excited about sharing with people. Yes. Um, And it's, it is a pretty much like you eat, breathe, sleep it. Like you think about it all the time now. It's always on your mind. It's never, never not. (laughs) Um, and it gives your life purpose, right? Like, I feel like there were so many, I don't know. You, it's funny when you were asking me for your podcast, what you were kind of joking, I think, but asking what Enneagram number I was. Mm-hmm. And what are you? A two. Okay. So I'm a three with a two wing. Um, and so part of my whole thing was all about being like achieving and performing and like yep. making things happen. And so if I'm not producing, Yep. At least when I was younger, right? I didn't understand my worth if I wasn't producing and I would chameleon everything. Like I could show up in any room and like talk to anybody and all of that. But like when, when he met me again, he was like, Hey Sue, like you can rest. Yes. And I think that's freedom. Yeah, go ahead. And I don't think, I didn't have that aha moment until last year. (laughs) And it was when God's like, about writing a book and and um I didn't have that like oh you mean like 
sitting with you is being productive. <laughs> right? Yes. It's and so, so hard to wrap your head around it if you're a producer. Like a Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's a release, yes. right? You know, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. So tell me about the book. Okay, yeah, that. Um that's exhausting too. I don't care what anyone ever tells you. And I know it's totally different from anyone. I have this one friend, I think she's on book 10 this year. And I was like, woman, how have you written 10 books? Because if you, God told me I had to write 10 books this month, this year, I'd be like, Lord, are, are you sure? I really don't know that you're, are you, who does that? But this woman can do it. Right. Thank you, Jesus. It's not me. Right. Um, so that all came about because for the longest people is like, you should write a book. You should write a book. You should write a book. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh huh. And, um, I did, I wanted to, but I, you know, what I thought it was going to be would be, you know, a cookbook or something. Right. And, um, cause the idea of like sitting down and writing your story as a book is daunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I, and you also have to get a lot farther along in your story where you're not the victim in the story the whole time or, you know, and you can talk about your story without blaming everyone and pointing fingers. Yes. Um, and that takes a really long time to get to that side of your story. You know what um, I heard once? I heard that you should write from a scar, not an open wound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Because if you're in that yeah. open wound stage, you are pointing fingers and yeah coming across as kind of accusatory and a victim. I get it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. I totally agree with that. Um, then I always, well, not always, I always lettered or with writing and things for a very, 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 very long time about, I mean, that started 30 something years ago and then it just kind of evolved and I would listen to music or read something and God would just say, draw this. Cause not every vision has or ideas a vision. It might just be flowers, but there's some visuals that, uh, yeah, you know? And, um, so I would started doing that. And so I have this huge pile and they're all in this tub. And, um, then I was talking to, um, man, it's all started at junk gypsies in round top in a field. And at the time we had a coffee roasting business and that coffee roasting business was what was supposed to go in this building here in Brenham. Okay. So we wouldn't have that building if we hadn't gone to this coffee roasting business. And it, that was not an easy story. That was hard stuff. But, um, out of it is, has really come beautiful things. Um, so I was, I was there and we were serving coffee and I had, you know, serving food and Melanie Shankel was there and she, um, she's so great. So funny. Isn't she? A, she cracks me up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So she, Melanie was there. We met, we talked and she had, um, send an email to her agent and then her agent reached out to me and I just kept on going, yeah, I totally, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. One day. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> eventually, um, Melanie came to the Haven, I guess it maybe was six months later or a year later. 
and her agent flew in and she was there and she's like, are you ready yet? And I'm like, I think I'm ready now. And so, um, we started the process and the book proposals and all of that. And, um, and it's just kind of evolved. First, it was just going to be a cookbook. And then it became um, an, a devotional with illustrations. But I had the illustrations already. And so then I could write the devotion. And right. then we put in a few recipes here and there, sprinkled those in. So illustrated devotional with recipes. Fun. I love mm -hmm. that. I know. I'm excited. How Comes long out did March. it take you to write it? listen I'm a deadline girl <laughs> yeah but I wanted to push the deadline because then you're like oh it won't take long and um let's see it started let's see, we signed the contract last November and I was like I have till June 1 and I was doing this um well if I wait this many this month you know well I I can't do that I I I can't just, so I'm just going to write this. Like it has to be organic and God's got to give me the words. Right. And so it didn't really, um, I guess I was to number oh, 30 something by May, May, I still had to push out another 20 something, but yeah. it took me going, I had to go away and to finish writing those last few. Yeah. So a a good six months. Um, and thank you, Jesus. I already had the illustrations and the recipes. I wasn't having to come up with anything. Right. Um, and well, then I love hearing that because I, I do, I think there's a lot of people who have a book in them, right? Like they want yeah, sure. a book and maybe they already are, or they're thinking about it or whatever. Um, and you said you had to get away because you have kids, right? I have two boys. Eight and ten. Okay. Eight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you're like in the thick of it, right? And I think what I love about this is because I talk to people on this podcast, you know, who've said it yes to a greater calling in their lives and people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in the world. That's how I say it. And the thing about it is, is I think sometimes we say, well, once my kids are grown, I'll do this. No. Or once, I, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, the time is now. And so as a Christian life coach, like, I'm like, listen, there's a calling on your life. Like there's a plan and purpose for you. And if you're feeling that urge to do it, like there is a way to do it now. There is a way to take action now. Right. And so I just love hearing that, that you're saying, you know, yeah, you had to go away to get it done, but you got it done. And yeah, you had to write 20 in a month or whatever, but like mm -hmm. that's done, right? Like there you can discipline yourself to get it done and it just takes initiative on your part and commitment, <laughs> commitment. Um, but I love hearing that because you, you did it while you had an eight and 10 year old, which is exciting. And they knew it. And, um, um so I just got the, like the completed design gallery last week to see it. I mean, it's such a process. Someone goes, I pre-ordered it. Why won't it be here till March? And I was like, dude, like they just finished designing it last week, you know, That's and awesome. they just shipped, sent it off to be printed. And that takes three months to print everything or, you know, and like yeah. it, it does not happen overnight. Um, I know there's probably quicker, totally. There's got to be quicker ways. Um, but I personally love this process. Um, um, and you learn 
you've learned so much and what your boundaries are. Cause I had to reach out to my agent. I was like, what are my boundaries? Like, I don't know. This is totally my first rodeo. If you ask me how to cater for 500 or, you know, how to bake something or I don't know a lot of things I can do. How do I do spreadsheets and business and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, how do you deal? How do you approach this? I'm like, I have no clue. And I don't want to <laughs> be that that girl that you know well, we're not ever gonna have her again <laughs> yeah totally but um well, for your boundaries I love boundaries I'm, I'm doing a boundary study on a Facebook group that I have for coaching and so I love hearing about boundaries do, do you have some that you could tell us that you had to come up with oh for the book yeah, yeah. um well, I did just ask, like, what, are, what can you ask? What can you say? Do you have to advocate? It's so much these days you have to advocate for everything in your life. Mm-hmm. And so um, if I was very passionate about something and there was a reason that I picked it, I'm like, I know it's because God laid it on my heart. And, and they don't, the guys reading it, you know, they're in the business side, right? Right. And they know what sells and what's best. Um, and I get all that totally. And I respect all of that, but then I'm like, but wait, what if you like shifted your perspective and looked at it this way? So if it's, if it, if it, you do have final say, but as also, I, if you're to, if you're not passionate about it, I'm like, let it go, like, let it be done, you know? And I was, I did get to that point. Like, I don't, whatever. I don't even care anymore. I mean, I do care, but I'm like, whatever you guys think now, I, I am done because I, I, towards the end, like you, I was not running across the fish finishing line. I was, I don't like running anyways, but (laughs) I was limping, crawling, slithering, going someone. And I had about four or five people that were like pulling me going, come on, you can do this, you know? And I'm like, I can't do anymore. Um, and I'm so grateful to have those people that just really picked me up as, as my knees were scraping on the ground. Yes. Oh, I love that. And I didn't even care about the pain. I was like, I don't even care. <laughs> so you said it comes out in March. Is that when people? March 3rd. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. It is March 3rd. And you know, I mean, it's, you think that's a long time, but that's not a long time. Thanksgiving oh. is in a week or two and then it's Christmas. And then you, we have a launch party and you know because right. we're working on the launch team now and yes then you want to do a book tour and what's so much fun about that is I can get to being pie with me everywhere I go so it's not <laughs> I gonna say just a book I don't love that word just right it's a book and pie and gathering together so you can do cooking classes and book signings I'm just excited with all the different opportunities Yes. Now you said that people have already pre-ordered it. So like, where would yes. people go if they want to look at what this book is all about? Amazon.com. <laughs> awesome. And the name of the book? Eat Pie Love. Oh, if you, um, yes. If you um, go just search Tara Royer Steel, you'll, it'll pop up that way. Or it's on Instagram, all those places. Yeah. So I'll put all of the links um, on the blog. Okay. So we're kind of running out of time, but I want to make sure I hit my four questions that I ask all my guests because it's super fun. So, and now remember these, these don't have to be like favorite, favorite, favorite. So don't stress about it, but it's just things that you love. Right. So like, what's a movie that you love? Listen, that is a hard question. I am a movie 
freak. Okay. Like that yeah. is my hideaway. I went twice this weekend because okay. like the boys knew like go to the movie. So we saw, um, we, yesterday we saw playing with fire. Oh yeah. my goodness. With my children, we Peter pants and <laughs> we said, we're going to go again. And then we, um, but man, Okay, I'm just gonna like if I was gonna snuggle up on the couch right now on this dreary day, yeah, I probably would put in Pretty and Pink or Pretty Woman. Oh, girl, I love it! I want to come over and eat pie and watch TV. <laughs> Those are perfect. Okay. I love them. <sighs> I'm, I know that, you know, the guy just can't come in and rescue, but those are two different plot twists, you know, they're not just the dude coming in and saving everything. Oh, um, I love it. so those are my, I'm a, I'm a rom-com. And what about Sweet Home Alabama? That's hilarious. I just looked at my movie wall and on the top is Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> because I, I think Reese, we should, I mean, why wouldn't Reese want to be our best friend and we should eat pie together? I don't yes. know why she's not calling us right now. Yes. I love Reese. And it's so oh, And Jennifer Garner. If she'd like to come join us, she can join us too. Yes. Like what was that one? 13 going on 30? 30. Or? 30? Yep. Yeah. Totally. So good. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I love all those rom-coms too. So and I feel like they don't put enough of them out there. Like every time one Ooh. comes out, I'm so excited. I'm like, all right, where are the good rom-com movies? Supposedly, like I was thinking today, I'm going to go do this thing and I'm looking at my to-do list, but I was like, I mean, why not go see a movie today? Because I've seen two, let's make it three. Yeah. And someone already said, I don't, the person that knows me so well, she's like, I sure hope a movie's in your future. And, um, she goes, if so, I suggest the last Christmas. And I was like, well, I was thinking about going to see that today. So Ooh, love it. No. What was so, the other one you saw this weekend? Oh, I saw 13th man. So oh. I made into the Aggie family. Yeah. My daughter's and, the Aggie. My daughter's at A&M. Yeah. Yeah. So we watched the whole, uh, me and the kids sat, we went to one of those fun where you recline. And so yeah my husband and his parents sat behind us and me and the boys sat next to each other and watched it. And of course, Bentley goes, was this all the preview or is this the movie? And I was like, that was a documentary, Bentley. And that was the movie. He's like, Oh, <laughs> but then I saw Braden last night watching, he had gone to Instagram. This is my 10 year old hashtagged Aggie bonfire yeah. and was watching all the stuff. So yeah. anyways, yeah, yeah, so they, they're Aggies. New to Texas, but it's funny now that she's an Aggie, it's like, whoa, that's a network. Like, people yeah. are really excited about being Aggies. It's super fun. I love it. It's a serious tradition. And yeah. we're Longhorns. And I did not go there, yeah. but my family, they did. Yeah, I think my son wants to be a Longhorn. He's a junior in high school. So, like, we would have a divided house, but that's okay. Like, it's, that's it's fine. fun. Yeah. I love it. So if Braden goes to play at A&M, I will wear that color. It's fine. It's plum. <laughs> Wait, is he going to play football? What's he going to play? Oh, that boy. He says he'll be in the MLB. So oh, nice. he says he's playing for the Astros. Nice. I love yeah. that. He's, yep. That boy eats, breathes, sleeps sports. I love it. Oh, so yeah. good. My son's at Lake Travis High School playing football, so that's a big deal here. We're always winning state and going, and, like, the playoffs start this week. And so I love football. It's so fun, especially here in Texas. It's, like, oh, super it's legit. Yeah. Yes. All right. So love your movie picks. What about a book that you love? Okay. Well, I 
have really just, I buy all the books and then I keep them, but I'm really being diligent about um, reading them now. So um, right now I'm reading Made for This, um, The 40 Days of Living Your Purpose by Jenny Allen. Awesome. Um, it's a Bible study or a devotional or whatever you want to call it. And man, I mean, like there's some, besides the fact that she just brings the truth 24 yeah, seven, but it. praying, you know, what's your anything, what, what, you know, surrendering anything at all. What is surrendering look like to you? What's it going to cost you? But like, this is my thing. I don't want to get to heaven and God has rerouted around me. Mm. And I was like, yep. Don't want that. So I'm reading that. Yes. Um, and then next up will probably be, I don't know, the road back to you maybe, or I don't know. I kind of, I kind of have a couple of, Oh, I'm also reading, um, I am reading prayer journal by Flannery O'Connor. Oh, awesome! yeah. Um, and it's easy. It's only like a few pages so I can read it quickly. You know, <laughs> you mentioned the road back to you. I was listening to the podcast typology uh-huh. by Ian Crone who wrote the road back to you and he had Donald Miller on. Oh, and story brands, story brand. Yeah. And it was like the last one, like the most recent one, I think. And, um, Donald Miller's a three. Mm. Um, and so they talked about, it, it, it was like, holy, like I was in the car and there were moments where I was tearing up and I was like, whoa, like there were just like really, really strong connections I could feel with this conversation. And I was like, okay. So, um, I haven't read the road back to you, but I, but listening to that podcast is really mm-hmm. powerful. Really. Powerful. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Um, okay. And then who is someone that you admire? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I mean, does that have to be one person? No, <laughs> whatever you want, girl, take it. I'm goodness. This is, this is a hard one. Um, I, I really admire, um, my dad. Um, I didn't feel that way about him for a long time. (laughs) For a long time. I was like, this is all your fault. This is, you did all this to me. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, I admire my dad for pulling up his bootstraps and like loading up his family and hauling us all to round top. Cause if he hadn't, you know, who knows where we would be. Right. I wouldn't be talking to you. Right. Um, and, um, and he, and he keeps, keeps showing up. It's not, it's not easy to be in a family business and you know, your kids are running it now and that was his baby. And so it's, it's, you know, it's not easy. It's hard. Yeah. So, um, I admire my dad. Um, I admire the heck out of my husband and his tenacity to love the heck out of me, help me together. You know, we get to do this thing together, which we love. And that's what he always wanted. And I was like, heck no, I'm not working with my spouse. I already did that once and it stunk. So, um, you know, he, he digs in and he, he dug into all of this and he's stood by me through all of it. And when I was picking everyone else over him and, um, and he leads so well yeah. and how much he's, I've just seen him grow and become this, um, amazing 
godly man and what a how he leads his children um so i i I love those two there's i could keep going all day but i'll stop there (laughs) that's so incredible to to have your dad and your husband not only for you and your life but for your sons like to see men yes um leading well right like that's right incredible yeah well, and for the longest time, you know, all I wanted with my dad was um, a father-daughter relationship because we didn't have that because yeah. it was all business. And now we have that and I can call my dad and he's excited yeah. and happy to talk to me and, you know, <laughs> proud of the things I'm doing. And it's, and it's just because we've both grown so much and moved past hurts and forgiven and so much grace, you know, that you can just love someone so much that you're... You know, I just want to love the people as much as possible, even if it brings me to tears. Yeah. No, I love that. All right. So what is a good piece of advice that you've received? Oh, goodness. Well, probably one of my favorites was they were doing the best that they could. (laughs) Yeah. It helps me, like, shift my perspective a lot of times. Yeah. Doing the best that they can. Yeah, I heard once that reminds me, I heard once somebody say, just because they don't love you the way you want them to love you doesn't mean they're not loving you with everything they have. Yeah, that. So good. You know, it's like we expect something that maybe some people aren't able to give at that time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it has been such a blessing talking to you and I am excited to, for if people have not heard of your pie and come to your place, you might have some (laughs) visitors, I hope, but I know everyone in Texas knows all about you, but, um, I don't know about that. There's a lot of people that don't, I'm still get shocked. You know, like people don't know about round top. You just think everyone knows about it, right? You do. And that's something I'm learning as, you know, I'm coaching and, um, doing some writing and doing all this different stuff and talking A lot of times I think, and I want, this is for everybody who's listening, who has a dream on their heart. Sometimes we assume that what we know, like something that's very commonplace to us or very, like we know it really well and we live it. It may be the first time someone else has heard it. Yeah, that, that's good. Yep. Right? Like if we're saying, you know, like I walk around, like my identity is in Christ. Like I walk around knowing I'm the beloved daughter of God, right? Like, but somebody has never heard that. Or like somebody has never heard with coaching. Like sometimes you'll say, you know, I'm all about having people take ownership of their lives. And people will yes. say, wait, I can take ownership of my life? Yes. Uh-huh. They've never heard And then you just that. needed to give them permission. And then yes. like, what? Yes. It's so exciting to watch people come alive when they realize like, usually if they're just able to take every thought captive and they can say, wait, is that true? And like we talked about earlier, taking that thought captive and saying, is it true? And then is it true with a capital T? (laughs) Like, is this something I need to let go of? Is this no longer serving me? Is this a limiting belief? And it's, it's like magic for people right? Like, so I love that we can just share, like, that's why I love doing this podcast, sharing what other people know and what they've heard and all of that. It's just, it helps everyone. So I just appreciate you so much coming on. It's been a lot of fun to chat with you. Yeah. I, I, next up is you and then we'll just sit and have pie together too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Do you guys have pecan pie? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Right. You said right. it right too. So you're good. Okay. Then there's those pecans. And I was like, oh. it's not a pecan. It's great. <laughs> 
Well, being from Chicago, I don't always say everything right here. So it's good to know at least I say that one word right. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. thank you so much, Tara. You're welcome. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. All right.